Well, welcome everybody. This is episode two of Getting Real with was it Howard and Paul? I think it's Paul and Howard. Getting real with yeah, Paul. Yeah. He's the main guy and Howard. So we're both your uh, guests and hosts. Uh, eventually we'll have some, you know, hopefully guests on, right? Yeah. And we'll figure that part out, especially some amazing brokers. People are just doing some really cool things, especially adjusting to this new environment, this new market, right? Because so many people like, you know, they might take months or years or never to make adjustments to all the changes that are happening. But there's amazing agents, brokers out there doing really creative, awesome things. So we want to feature some of them. But you know what, uh, Paul, we, we, we just got to get, get real right now. There's a lot of people who haven't made the necessary changes. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so what, what are you seeing right now? Just, uh, just real estate in general? Well, I think in general, I think that Brokers are kind of going through the motions. They're doing a lot of the same things. Um, I know that, you know, the brokers we're working with, um, I'm trying to get them to, you know, to do 10% more than they were doing before, because if there's 10 or 20% less business to go around, you got to do a little bit more. That's right. You know, to yeah. make it happen. So yeah. it's generally a little bit of just doing a little more of everything, I think, in general. You know, I was talking to a broker yesterday and he was just like, Howard, you know, um, the last few years, uh, I basically worked 10 to 15 hours a week. I've made 150,000 net. That's after paying all the expenses, mm -hmm. right? Um, because his price point's a little bit on the higher side. And he had all this extra time and he was just real about it about, you know, that you can make pretty good money if you've got your systems down. And so we were talking about what are some additional things that he could be doing to, you know, like, like 150 was enough for him. So he wanted to actually say, I, I want to actually invest more, figure out more with my time in the real estate space. Uh, but you know, you just said right now, 10% more. And some people are like, I can't do 10% more. Actually, I think a lot of people can do a 10% or more yeah. <laughs> with yeah. their time, you know, because there's a lot of people maybe coming to the office, but maybe what they're doing isn't like probably what they should be doing. Totally, totally, right? totally. I in in it and that's why a lot of a lot of brokers will hire a coach. Yeah. Um when they're at that point, it's cuz you know, a lot of times we could explain this is the things to do, give them a list of things to do, but then they still go into the office get home, wake up, go, they re, they're reacting to whatever's going on. Um, you know, they have one deal going, maybe they have a listing upcoming, they'll kind of dive into that. And then the and then next thing you know, they got to pick up their kids from school or whatever. And they're like, wait, I didn't actually do anything else. I said, and so they almost have to pay somebody to tell them, you know, okay, if, if the coach tells me to do this and I just paid for them to tell me to do this, I'm really going to do this now. Yeah. And that to me is a, is a funny dynamic. Right. Um, how, you know, cause I could tell them to do it and then, but sometimes it takes, you know, a coach to tell them to Absolutely. do it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know what, what that is other than just that. What is the psychology Well, there? but you gotta be willing to be coachable, number yeah. one, right? So we all know that. And you know, when we're just familiar with the same old, same old, we just need that different voice for the aha, the particular activator. All of a sudden we'll just listen in a little bit more, maybe to somebody else. And so it just, you know, it just kind of kicks in sometimes. Maybe because they're paying for somebody to, then you're going to be more 
active. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I've got a good example here. So um, I'm a pretty good, I, you, we're both pretty good golfers, right? So I'm like a six, seven handicap. I don't want to get better than that, actually, because when you play tournaments, you don't want a low handicap. You want to have like yeah. a reasonable handicap that you can, you know, can try to consistently do to have a chance of winning. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the pro, at, you know, at, at my at my club is just like, Howard, you should try my driver. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, why not, right? So, yeah. like, I'm happy with my club. You know, everything's good. Um, it was just a much lighter, like, uh, weight of, of the shaft. Yeah. And it felt like a feather. But when I hit it, I was just like, oh, my gosh. After, like, about five minutes, I said, you got me sold, ma'am. So then I ordered my new driver, right? I got a tournament coming up. I tried it out. And everything is just a little bit easier. This technology change, the lighter shaft. But... I, like through my head, like I'd, I'd known that research, like the, the lighter shaft is probably going to make your swing speed faster. It's going to be easier, but it's still a change. And I was afraid of that change until the guy just finally said, you should just try it. Mm. And so I'm so happy about that because, you know, lighter, faster, easier, you know, that's, that's basically what I want. And when it comes to real estate, when it comes to technology, so many people after, oh my gosh, how many years now have we been talking about video? And yet a lot of people are still not doing video. They're still not comfortable with it. I think every brand new agent broker, they should be understanding how to do video editing. A lot of them already do it through just yeah. TikTok or through Instagram Reels. I mean, obviously you're teaching classes on it, but it's just like, oh, selecting the music, you know, editing the clips on their mobile device. But you know, to do it for business actually strategically, I mean, these are all of the type of tools because we know that that is what's making the connections with not just people we don't know, but also people we know. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, yeah, and everybody says, you know, I, I'm not good at video. I don't like video. You know, right. I. I don't really enjoy like I don't even want to do this with you right now. No, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> but no, but but you know, it's not like we you know, it's not like we woke up this morning and we're like, hey, you know what I want to do? Instead of going golfing, I want to sit. I mean, even though we enjoy this, yeah, you, we still, but we lean into it because we know that you know this is a medium that that helps attract and it helps um, and helps educate and it's just and it's where it's at. And so yeah, I mean, I always tell people that that. Um, I don't like hearing myself. The la the first episode we did of this, I'm staring very awkward at you most of the time. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and so if anybody watches the first episode, they're going to see me staring like, like just with no, no smile. And, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just standing there staring at you. But in it, so I don't like it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to put it out there yeah. and let people see it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so it's just that's kind of you just have to get over yourself and just kind of do it, right? So the whole point actually of all of this of creating content, right? Sharing content. It's about connecting with our customers, right? It's about connectivity, and that's really a theme for John L. Scott anyway. It's all yeah. like 2023. It's about uh, connectivity, and that's not just like a 2023 theme. It should be like forever because the connection with your client, right, or potential client, that is everything. So the question is, what's the medium? How are you connecting, right? And and you know the traditional phone calls and all that when it goes to voicemail and you're leaving voicemail and they're not picking up you know um we got to figure out what's going to be the best way to connect consistently that's meaningful you know with our consumers you know content that they want and so that's really you know people are asking me all the time i've got the, the number one question that i get about about real estate tools number one question consistently is what crm do you recommend mm. and i'm kind of like you are asking there's questions you should be asking and it's not that one there's questions beyond the question because there's an assumption that the right crm is going to get you more organized mm. <laughs> it's going to convert more and it can 
But it's, it's, it, we have to understand truly what is CRM. And at the end of the day, if it gets you more listing appointments, more buyer, refer, uh, buyer appointments, and finally referrals, two more listing appointments and buyer appointments, right? I mean, that's what we do in real yeah. estate. You got to get a listing appointment, a buyer appointment, or a referral for a listing appointment or a buyer appointment. And the right CRM or the technology, the tool, it's like we've got to dive a little bit deeper into, into how that all works and the psychology. You actually said it earlier, psychology of it. I mean, don't you get that question a lot in terms of tools and technology? Yeah. And I know like for our company, we've been, we're in the middle of updating our um, CRM, yeah. our CRM, a client relationship management tool, um, which is going to be great. But, you know, to your point, um, when I talk about what's your, our client relationship management tools, really, um, the one I wanted to talk about today, you know, one of the main ones isn't really technically our CRM, but it is. It's just the John L. Scott property tracker. Yeah. And, you know, that is one of the ones I'll talk about. I'll say, well, we have this and we have this and we have this, which are all client relationship management tools. Yep. And um, we haven't had like one hub that you could kind of jump to anything and, and take all the notes and get all the reminders. Um, that's what we're working on now, which is going to be amazing to put it all together. But we've had some great tools already um, and the property tracker being one of them. Now, what I think is the most interesting about property tracker is and I was talking to you about this before is how Let, let's just oh, okay. back up for okay. a sec. Okay, sure. What is property tracker okay. number one, right? Yes. Because when we reference property tracker, yes. it's basically listing alerts. Yes. It's basically what it is, right? And so when we talk about even listing alerts, especially for people, uh, even honestly, even people have been in the business for a really, really long time, they understand it, but they've never really thought about what it means to have an IDX website with property alerts. Yes. Right? And those alerts can be in the form of, you know, of course, app notifications. Mm -hmm. It can be email notifications. It can be text notifications. Those are primarily the three, right? App notification, mm -hmm. text notification, uh, email notification. All three are different, depends on what the consumer wants. But that's what our property tracker is, is the listing notification system. So, so continue. Yeah. So, and I think that there is other companies. Well, I know there is other companies and other websites that offer it. Yeah. Um, but I think philosophically... It's not something that um, there's a lot of energy that goes towards with a lot of other companies. What I think was has always been cool about John L. Scott is they came out with an app, what, how long, how many years ago? Oh, the app is at least uh, 10 years old, yeah, right? Least, it's not longer, yeah. Yeah, so we've had an app for a long time and there's been a lot of emphasis on the IDX search and having a really great home search website um, because you know, you can have, I used to have another IDX website yeah. just because I wanted to try one. Yeah. It was, it was laggy. It yeah. was, it was like five hours behind the MLS. And it's like, I don't, if I was a buyer, I wouldn't really want to use this. Right. And so, you know, johnlscott.com, similar to like Redfin, yeah. you know, actually is up to date with the MLS yeah. and it's fast, it's intuitive, it's easy to use. So then linking it with the agent, you know, it makes a lot of sense to, to set up these accounts with your clients and when a lot of you know what here's what most brokers do is they set up their clients on the northwest mls um in our market right and then they set them up on a my home portal yep and then their client actually spends most of their time on redfin and zillow yeah and most brokers are not auto sending the listings they're waiting for it to come up then they send it to them usually by the time they send it to them the buyer's already seen it that's right and so the buyer's sitting there going well, you're, you're not really doing anything for me. You're sending me listings I'm already seen. That's right. And so it's just this like, it's a really bad system. Yeah. 
And and buyers will say, and then so brokers will say, well, um, you know, why would they want to move over to using my system? Well, yeah. I found that most buyers, when you introduce it the right way, they actually are, when you, what I say is, this is my, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I say, um, basically, if you join, if you get on johnscott.com with me, we're basically now in like the same ecosystem, basically. And when you save favorites, when you message me off the app, it goes directly to me. Whereas when you're on Zillow and Redfin, what are those, what are those websites trying to do? Yeah. What are they trying to do on Zillow and Redfin? They're trying to, they're trying to advertise other brokers. That's right. They're trying to, and next thing you know, you know, you might hit a button all of a sudden, somebody from a Zillow broker is calling you. So if you're working with me, why not use my website? And, and most buyers say, that's great. Yeah. And then guess what? That's a client relationship management tool because if they're on your website, searching for homes on your website, then they're your top of mind all the time. So let's also break this down to people who are actually on the market right now to yeah. buy a home. Like they're ready. They're what I call B1, ready, willing, and able buyer, right? Mm -hmm. So um, any ready, willing, able buyer, they often will not just use one source. Even though it's the same listing, they will go ahead and, and get the notifications from Zillow, from Redfin, from their agent. They all show up a little bit differently, sure. but when somebody's interested in property, they're like all in. They want to get as much data as possible, right? And it's okay for them to also get the data, you know, from Zillow, for example. But what I don't want to have happen is like I didn't sign them up for something and then, you know, I'll, they click reply or they do go to another agent. That's basically the no no. So I got to make sure that, yeah, I'm not re forwarding something that you know, I'm right. using from the MLS. I just have the system automatically go into them. Plus, our system has like the video of the local community yeah. for, for most of our communities. And so there's more to it. We found that there's a longer stickiness factor on the John L. Scott system. And yeah, if they are committed to you, you're committed to them, you want to see what they're favoriting, right? And, and, all, and all those kind of things. So that is absolutely the strategy. And that is acting as a CRM for sure. Yeah. And a way that have you bought, have you bought in the last two, three years? You, you, you bought a home. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I moved two years so, ago. So when I bought it, I just bought a second home, Airbnb in Arizona yep. and the company down there that I was using, yep. the buyer's agent, um, their website, big brand yep. didn't have that feature. Like I asked him, it was great. They have a great website. I asked him, I said, can I sign in yeah. with you? Yeah. And he said, no, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I even, I thought maybe he doesn't know the technology, so I tried to figure out how I could do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so he's like, no, but I got you. I'm going to put you up on these MLS portals. MLS portals are great, but here's the problem. You know what happens when you enter that MLS portal? It feels like a jail. Like you're mm. like, I can't get out and look at other things. Mm. I can only look at it almost. You feel like to your point, you feel like you're being restricted Yeah. and you're not able to see everything. Yeah. And so that's why buyers are always going to go on other websites is yeah. because they want to make sure they don't miss anything. And, and of course, you know, I always point out there's lots of ways that we're going to help you. We'll look at for sale by owners, you know, we'll look at new construction, but, and we're going to stay on the MLS too, and you can go on Redfin too. But yes, of course, um, you know, if you're up for it, let's set you up on our website. Let's set you up with the app and let's generally, um, you know, search together. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now we were talking a little bit earlier and you asked me the question, how did you move in the last couple of years? I did move in the last couple of years. I moved like during COVID um, and I wasn't planning on moving <laughs> during COVID. Like many people weren't planning on moving during COVID, but you got extra time. But I wasn't searching. 
I get a daily email, right? Actually, it's not even daily. I get up-to-date emails every single time a new listing in my neighborhood or the area that I just generally mm. like come up. I just get an email alert. And I actually have a pretty broad, I want investment opportunities, you know, you know, like things that are, you know, pretty expensive as well, waterfront, water view, all that stuff. So I just, you know, plus, you know, we're in real estate, so I always like to see what's happening in my neighborhood. Sure. And one came up and I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this? So I showed it to my wife online. She's like, oh, that's curious. So we went and took a look at it with our John Scott broker. And it was, we weren't expecting to move, but sure enough, because that listing alert came and we knew about it within 15 minutes, basically, we were the first ones in, even in a hot market, we basically made the offer the same day and we got it, you know, and then of course, you know, there were backup offers right after us because speed, right? I mean, that was really what it was about is a listing email alert um, that came within 15 minutes of the listing going live. And to the point where there were some photos, right? Like two photos when I initially took a look at it, but like 15 minutes later, all the rest of the photos, the agent was literally uploading <laughs> the photos right at the time so that i could see more and more photos over the next 30 minutes in an hour because they were still uploading on the mls right so that is the power of idx uh listing notification systems the property tracker system synced to your own personal mobile app right that john scott is providing i mean these are the type of things that every real estate broker and brokerage needs to be empower their real estate agents with especially in this market right so now what I do is is I put them on um, a neighborhood campaign, which right. we have, which is super cool, which gives them a monthly report, a monthly report of everything that um, all the statistics for the neighborhood and everything. Yep. But generally, what I'll do is they already had a property tracker with me. Right. If they're still a lot of times, of course. What do people do? They they don't turn it. They they don't, they don't turn it off. Turn them off. Yeah. So I'm not going to turn it off. They're going to keep searching, but then I'm going to keep sending them like a neighborhood report and then. Again, talk about client relationship management. Yeah. Well, what's better than if they, after the sale closes, they continue to use your search and, That's right. and look at your reports um, instead of Zillow or Redfin. Yep. And I have dozens of clients, maybe maybe over a hundred, you know, plus that I know that I've kind of converted, where um, they'll message me years later and be like, "I was on your site," yeah. or, or just message me right off the John L. Scott site. I remember when we used to track the app downloads, I had over 400 app downloads at one point. Yeah. And um, so these are just people that forever now, now they're in a habit of just going to that website. Yeah. And yep. that's amazing, yep. right? Like yep. that's what you want. Yep. So. And I think like you know, with property tracker and these listing alerts that we're talking about right now, people assume that uh, consumers don't check email or they don't like email and they only see social media. That's just not the case. People are clicking the email alerts that Zillow is pushing by email. They get a listing alert and something in their community. And then when they click on it, it goes back to the Zillow site. They're already logged in. And then they just spend more time there. You know, even if they're not interested in buying or selling now, everybody's curious about real estate. So I remember, I remember um, with Property Tracker, Jeff was telling the story of that, you know, the broker shared with him, uh, which was, uh, yeah, I forgot about my client, but I had him signed up on Property Tracker when we were initially looking for the house. Yeah, five years go by. The broker was not doing a good job, didn't follow up, but property tracker was just turned on the entire time. Finally, on one of the listings, they just clicked reply <laughs> to the email. Hey, we're ready to sell the house that you sold us five years ago. <laughs> and the agent kind of felt bad, but they're like, thank goodness for property tracker. Thank yeah. God, you know, because that it's kept that, that was the CRM. Yeah. Right. It's acted as the CRM. So I mean, that is just one of the pieces, but relevant content when it comes to CRMs, 
content management is about, you know, it's key. So it's contact management and also content management and the best content you could share is real estate content, houses for sale, what they're selling for, housing updates, interest rates, all the things that's relevant to the, their wealth of real estate. At the end of the day, it's about connectivity. Yeah. And just an email alert of some kind is not connectivity. You know, so if housing alerts go out and whether or not you send the seasonal campaigns. And I will say that every single time there is one of the monthly seasonal campaigns that go out, whether it's happy, you know, mm -hmm. Valentine's Day or happy Fourth of July or whatever it is, it's almost guaranteed within the company. Somebody who signed up their clients for that, somebody clicked reply and said, I'm ready to sell the house because we hear that all the time. No, totally. We, we and, really do. And, you know? yeah, and when I used to do it, I would get people that say, Happy Thanksgiving to you too. And yeah. Like, you know, uh -huh. and so some people do like to get those kind of messages. Yeah. And um, that's just my personal. Sure. You know, and again, that's why I said I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But yeah. well, this is the point. What's probably wrong is if we never call them. Right. Right. If we don't actually connect with them. That's true. If, if like we're only sending email drips and so like, oh, yeah, the system's set, you know, set it and forget it. It's not a set it and forget it. It's just set it and it's a supplemental to the conversation. So if you basically got a listing alert, right, for example, uh, it was an interesting house and I also saw it too. And I, and I texted you, hey, Paul, did you see that listing? It was like it's really close to your house. Wow, your house has gone up a lot. You know, like that's awesome, right? And you're like, oh, I was just seeing that, Howard. That connectivity by text, which is a supplemental to the email of the listing, right? That's basically where real connectivity starts to happen. Hey, and if I also then, because we're now in a text thread, hey, let me know if you want a market update for your house specifically, right? even if you're not thinking about selling, you know, let me know. And you're like, that'd be great. I mean, those are those ways where actually it gets rid of the guilt. There are times when maybe you haven't talked to a client for a couple of years. And so just calling them randomly out of the blue, sometimes you feel a little guilty about it. But you know what, if you've, there's been a regular drip system, you can say something to the effect of, hey, I know you've been getting like a bunch of the drips over the last couple of years and what's going on in the market, but I just want to give you something specifically. So the connectivity occurs as a supplemental, right? Or actually the drip campaigns act as a supplemental to the actual connectivity that can now occur. Sometimes when people lean into it and do it the wrong way, it is kind of because they're thinking of it as an easy button, um, as kind of something to just kind of like, oh, if I get, a, you know, if I get everybody in this email campaign, I've done it. And um, I had a, a broker that um, in our um, in our other office that basically signed up 200 people um, for our buy side or house value subscription, yep. which gives them three auto three to four auto values of their home value every month. And um, I said, "Oh, that's awesome! You know, wh who are these people? Like, what? How did you do that?" And he's like, "Oh, I just went on to everybody in my prospect list and just signed them up." Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, and I was like, so these people, half of them won't even remember who you are. Right. They, they met you at an open house like yeah. six months ago. Yeah. And then you just sign them up. They're going to get a random house value subscription from you. I'm yeah. like, do you think that that's going to be effective? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And, I don't and, know. So, and so, you know, I, you know, and I said, hey, look, you know, if you picked up the phone, called them and or at least sent them a personal email. Absolutely. And then said, hey, by the way, yeah. um, I have your address. I looked up your property. Yeah. Um, here's some auto values. Um, if you don't mind, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'll send this out to you monthly or whatever, but yeah. I thought this was kind of cool information to have. Yeah. And then you at least introduced it. Absolutely. And it's like, that's just one extra step. Yeah. And, but then you have to personally take the time. And if you're not going to call them, at least send them that personal email, it, but it still only takes a few minutes. Yeah. But that's, that's a lot of times the difference between whether that campaign is going to be effective or not, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, any kind of communication that's first and foremost 
you know, one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. right? It's that, that one-on-one -on -one simple email. Like if you actually go through your, uh, all your deleted file, your inbox or anything, and you go, man, I've got thousands of emails, literally. How many were almost like the handwritten note concept where it's just like a personalized, nice little message, you know, even like if it's my birthday, instead of like just a happy birthday on, on Facebook, what if like, you know, you can send a nice personalized email, right? Yeah, that might not be as good as the text or the phone call, but sometimes it's just contextually, just a personalized email, a nice written email, that's gonna get the ball rolling, right? Especially for business professionals that are out there and we're constantly on email and we're just scanning for What's the relevant email? Is there a personal touch? So the personal touch, it's its everything. You can't just sign people up randomly, especially without permission. That is spamming. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's literally that's, spamming. Yeah, that's literally spamming. So you do have to be mindful. At least start with a one-on-one -on -one engagement, not through like constant contact type of system, but rather just your standard email. And there is this myth that people only open up a very small percentage of email. Even the ones from like Best Buy, Costco, anything that like you've subscribed for in the past, the open rate is actually really high. It's not like in the past where you random people would just spam you all the time. If you've subscribed to something, you look at uh, on average 25%. That's the percentage, right? So it's 25%. Our property tracker, right? Which is just, uh, you know, real estate relevant updates and housing updates. It's over 50%, it's double the average, right? That just means everybody is curious about real estate all the time. So you want to sign people up with permission, one-on-one, -on -one, and then go ahead and sign them up for property checker. I mean, that's the, that's the standard, absolute kind of step one to any CRM. Yeah, and, and there is, just like with video, there is a resistance that sometimes happens because they, again, it's just not understanding, like, my, I asked my client if they want to go to donaldscott.com. They said they they just want to go to Redfin or they sure. want to go to Zillow sure. or they're fine. But they didn't. It's just a matter of learning how to like have a simple conversation and have a proper script on how to explain it. And then the and then I'll say that I feel like the buyers that I work with and the clients I work with who who like absorb the tools that absorb wouldn't be the right word, but they engage with the tools yeah. and they team up with me. Right. Um, you know, obviously it's more sticky for me, but I feel like they're having a better experience too. Absolutely. Because they're, to your point, we're meeting, we're connecting, but we're also using our tools together. Yeah. And they also are feeling, they're feeling like they're getting more value from me because, you know, even though I'm maybe doing a lot of the same things, if the tools they're using and the websites they're using have my information on them and I'm staying in front of them with the day-to-day -day things, that flow and the whole energy of the process is just different yeah. because it's like, I'm, I'm, and even if they don't, um, the, let's say they go on johnlscott.com and then they, they're like, ah, you know what? I like the Redfin app better. Sure. Well, it's like, at least after that, they, I tried yeah. and, and they're still going to be appreciative that I'm offering them resources and tools. Yeah. And it's just still adds to my professionalism. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that, um, that I hope that every John L. Scott broker, is thinking about is is when they offer the tools it is a value proposition and it is a way that they can better connect with their clients you know as far as the northwest uh i'm only familiar with john l scott uh, and you, you I, I don't know if you know any other company that has a still a personalized individualized right agent app not i'm not talking about just a company mobile app right mm -hmm. but an agent version so when they actually sign in the agent sh uh, shows up right it's right there every single like there's you can't contact anybody else except for 
you as the agent, right? So that's why there's power to, of course, you know, connectivity. We want to basically make sure that every single broker at John L. Scott is connected to the clients forever. And that's just one of the, you know, tools that we, we've got built in. So, so yeah, I mean, email is not going away. People still check email. I think the last statistic I saw was that people check on average six hours work, the, the, the average worker uh, checks six hours of email per day, meaning they're constantly in front of a computer and email is just always open. Yeah. And so when email comes in, Sounds you're like looking me. for relevant, interesting emails, right? That's not spam. And if it's real estate related, something that's interesting, some, you know, a com competing house in your own neighborhood, you're going to take a look at it. And so every single one of those listings is going to have your photo on it, right? And your contact information. Hey, you know, if you want more information. So that is just a simple CRM kind of like tool number one that most brokers still aren't utilizing. Well, hey, everybody, um, we know that tools and technology, adoption, all these things are still confusing. Come have a conversation with us. I mean, that's just part of what we do, um, part, part of the onboarding. Uh, not only do we do videos for you, um, but we also just make sure every single tool, it's not just an introduction to the tool, it's an integrated approach to coaching with the tools, right? Like we're talking about earlier. So, hey, thanks for watching. Thanks, thanks for listening today. And uh, come have a conversation with us.